Washington football addicts, baby. Let's go. Washington football addicts. We've been rapping for years. Always keeping it real. It's Rod, Steve, Devin, Phil. We talking about latest deals and what goes on on the field and happenings with the team. So listen if you a fiend. What is going on, Washington football addicts? It's your boy, Rod, and we are back with Pod 85. And as always, you know how we introduce the pods. I pass it to the professor. Phil, give us some knowledge for Pod 85. Pod 85. Y'all thought it was going to be Don Warren, but no, it's going to be Henry Ellard. Wide receiver for Washington. Uh, Played uh, for us from 94 till 98. Although we really don't count 98. He's only with us for two games before we released him. Um, I always look at Ellard as being a bright spot and kind of a rough time. We were rebuilding under uh, North Turner, but he flourished. Uh, he went three state straight seasons. We went over a thousand yards. Uh, just listen to these stat lines real quick. 74 catches for 1,397 yards, 56 catches for 1,005, 52 catches for 1,014. All those seasons, he averaged about 18 yards a catch or more across three years straight. That's impressive in any era. And I think that people forget how good he was considering the fact that the quarterbacks throwing to him were Heath Schuler and Gus Farrat and a little bit of Jeff Hostetler. You're talking about a guy who produced without great quarterback play. And I will say this. This is why I go to compare it to a current receiver – Terry McLaurin, the guy who's producing without great quarterback play. It can be done, and the greats will make it happen. So um, Henry Ellard, shout out to him. Loved watching him as a kid. Dude was a baller. I mean, he was in his mid-30s and putting up those numbers with us. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Good good intro. And we got Andy Burroughs chiming in from the U.K. He waited up to 2 a.m., to watch the stream, so shout out to Andy, man. Really appreciate that, man. Steve, he said, give your wife her headband back, man. Man, what's up? Can't go. Friggin' burgundy hand. I gotta get from shame where the chase one now after uh, last week. <laughs> well, you guys know this is this is one of the enemy intel podcasts. So we try to find podcasters across the league, get them to join the show, and give us some feedback about their team. See, we we all know about the Washington football team, the team we love, and we're trying to get some insight and some feedback from our enemy. Intel. So we're going to introduce Mikey V to the pod from True Blue, a New York Giants podcast. So, Mike, what's up, brother? How you doing? Yo. What's up? I can't hear y'all. You can't Yo. hear us now? Can you hear now? <laughs> Welcome. No, you hear me now because we're, we're going to be loud. Oh, he's, he's <laughs> technology. He, he heard technology us before we went man. live. He can't hear us now. Let, let's see if I could uh, remove him and add him back. Seeing if that worked. Can, can you hear us, Mike? Uh-oh, he dropped off. That's that happens with second. live technology. Live. But that's fine. We're going to get him back on. Um, you guys can talk about the Giants. I mean, before Mikey comes back on and we get him back on, uh, how, how do you guys feel about this week two game? And I, Dev, I'll kind of kick it to you. It's early. Now, I, I had said myself on Twitter that uh, it's kind of a must-win game for us. Do you feel that week two is, is must-win? Yeah, it's a divisional game. Um, we got up on a pretty bad foot, at least uh, defensively, <laughs> been out of position. This guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I would say that this is a must win. Um, oh, my goodness. Go ahead, must Mike. win for who? Must win for both who? of us. For both of us, honestly. Oh my God. You don't think it's your best win? I think it's a huge must win. I just want to know why you guys have a guy that has a nickname Philly on, on your squad here. Yeah. His name's Phil. Philly. My name's Phil, that's why. Philly man. <laughs> What's your last name? Use that. Delphia. No. No. <laughs> trust me. Trust oh, me. Trust, trust me. My last name may get me in trouble. If, <laughs> I'll explain uh-huh. some other time. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. my, last, my last name may get me in trouble. It is pretty a, a bit interestingly. <laughs> was it Hitler or something? Like <laughs> What could your last name be this terrible? Oh, go ahead. Not, Phil, you open a can of worms. You have you have to give the man your last name now. My last name is pronounced cross Snyder. Racial slur. See? Oh, <laughs> no. 
Uh, yeah, N I G E R. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> live television. I guess. Oh, it is. Yeah, let's talk about this. Is, is that really how it is pronounced, dude? Holy yes. shit! Wow. I always All use right. the soft G. I feel like yes, you know, whenever, whenever, whenever I'm really like going with Philly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good choice yeah. going with Philly. So yeah, Mike. Again, thanks for joining okay. us, man. Uh, looking forward to tonight's pod, and, and we're gonna roll right into the next question. How the hell did you become a fan of the New York Giants? Well, man, you, I mean, I'm sure you guys are from the area of the Washington area. I hope you are. We're, I am from about an hour north of uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Um, you know, and it was Giants or Jets, really. And luckily for me, in 1986, the Giants won the Super Bowl, and that was all she wrote. The Jets were never uh, relevant, really, in my in my earlier years, and the Giants won two Super Bowls when I was, you know, six and eleven. So, I mean, that's all that's all you really need being being a New Yorker. So from then on, it's been uh, it's been all big blue for me, man. I hear you, man. So you, uh, so you're not a, a current. Well, you're not necessarily. You are a current fan, but you you came through the Phil Sims and the Hostetler era, I guess. Really I came through the. I came through the Phil Sims, LT, uh, Otis Anderson, Hosteller, Stephen Baker. Those were my, you know, like my, my childhood heroes. And then, of course, in my twenties, we Make started it. ripping it up again. Mm. Megat, yeah, you know, uh, in my twenties we started, and I actually, you know, I'm sure you guys have the same kind of thing, right? When you had like Mark Rippin. And that that Super Bowl, and you had the Doug Williams years, and you had the Rippin years, which is right kind of next to the the, the, the NFC Gi- those Giants. Was a monster division at that time. I'm from Connecticut, man, so a lot of my friends oh, are you? Giants fans. Um, but my father, you know, my fan story. He grew up in Georgia. His high school colors burgundy and gold. So that's how I end up liking the Redskins slash Washington football team. Now, fucking shit, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. I hate saying that. I live in Connecticut. I live in Connecticut. Yeah. I, w- yes. I want to ask you a question. How, how the hell does your fan base it. feel about our our name? Like, is it yeah. a joke, dude? Uh, yeah, huge joke. Actually, what's the, what's what's the, actually? You know what? I kind of think the fan base has all the NFL has almost taken to the Washington Football Team better than what I heard. I guess I heard the eight options that they're weighing like to be, or this one of them is football team, and the other seven options yeah. are horrendous. No name like, but team. All of them. So. And one of them, the Guardians, which is what Cleveland Indians are changing their name to. Yeah. So no, uh, that's going to be interesting, man. That's not happening. Steve, Steve <laughs> as we broached the topic, Steve had brought it up. Um, he believes that the, the eight names released are kind of just a, a Trojan horse. And none of those really? are actually on the, the ballot. Which would make sense. Really? Because I think they're, st- they're still trying to trademark a name. I so think it's going to be Fast Blacks. But nobody wants it. <laughs> He says that every is not going to be the fast blacks. <laughs> Do you see what we have to deal with? Do you have to deal it's with anything like that in your family? It's gotta be, dude, I deal with Giants Twitter every day. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> Are you a Knicks fan, by the way? Yes. Me too? Okay. Yeah, we got two Knicks fans you right got, here. You got two, two Knicks, Knicks fans in the spot. I'm not one of them. Oh, nice, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm from Kentucky, John. though. I'm from Kentucky, so. All right. We got, we got Kevin Knox. I'm a Louisville guy. Forget those guys. I don't. Oh, geez. Now you're a Louisville guy. We got, uh, we got Knox quickly. Um, yeah. Well, Knox Coach is from staff. Kentucky. Why I said that. Yeah. Quickly, too. Yeah. And our, got, our um, fellow uh, Washington fan from across the, the UK, he's a big Celtics fan. So, of course, we had he had to give his shout out. He also had to say Red Wolves. That's why I'm ignoring him. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna be Red something, right? No. That's what we would. Red next. I would like. I would like that. Like, if anything, I want to go back to hashtag HTTR instead of hashtag Washington football. Like, you need a fucking degree in psychology to type out your hashtag when you're drunk. I don't like it on Sundays. It drives me nuts. I hate doing it. So, yeah, we need to do something much better than that. <laughs> can't can't live with that. So, Mike, I want to ask you your thoughts. So, we, we're both starting a season 0-1. We know how you became a fan of the Giants. Um, but how do you feel about your football? About your Washington, oh, Jesus! About your New York Giant football team after Week One, and you kind of said when we first started, "This is a must-win game." Do you truly feel that? Horrendous. Yes, I feel horrendous, and I feel like this is a must-win game. I feel that uh, I had a Joe and I did predictions. We went through win-loss, win seventeen games, 
and by we both had each we both had the record at 10 and 7 and okay. someone asked me today, what do you think the Giants record is now after week one? And I said, oh, well, talk to me on Friday, because if we start 0-2 and we lose to no offense, a backup QB and, you know, a fairly shitty offense, we're going to be we are really shitty. And then seeing what had happened in week one, like the Saints looking legit. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Um, the Cowboys looking really scary. The Eagles putting up points the other day. Like, wait a minute, we gotta play all these teams now. Obviously, we gotta play Tampa Bay, we gotta play KC. Same schedule you guys have. Yeah. So, like, holy shit. Now we now all these games are gonna be blowouts if we're any if we're really like this, if we're really playing like this. So I feel very bad. <laughs> I feel very bad. It's it. making me smile because I'm pretty sure we all feel the same way. Like right. it's, it's amazing. You go into week one with so much confidence, 10 and 7, 9 and 9 and 8 you know, 11 and six, whatever the hell you think you're going to be, you lose one game and the house of cards just comes tumbling down. And you're like, we're going to be horrible. I hope that's not the case. And, you know, is always falling, bro. So, so yes. this, this guy, who's Andy Burroughs, man. He got He's our chirp- friend from the UK. He's, He's the host of the DC tweet team podcast. Shout out to Andy from the UK across the world. He's literally fucking up at like 3 like a.m. watching us. <laughs> Oh, right, spotted dick, by the way. <laughs> but he's right. Offenses are both pretty bad. Yes. Uh, I was telling these guys, listen, this is this could be almost one of those, like, for either one of us, actually, could be one of these, oh, we won, everything's back on track, but not really, because we're so bad, both of us, that whoever wins is going to have, like, this artificial confidence boost. If we win, it's, oh, we beat a backup QB, if you win, you guys beat us, who basically never never have a winning record for the past however many years. Four it, games. Like, well, we've never whatever. beat Daniel we haven't had a winning Jones. Record. Yeah, four right. games. And then Daniel Jones have, has has is four zero against you. So he's co-owner. He's co-owner. Basically, right wh- whoever whoever wins and whoever loses, I think it could be un- unfortunately a little like artificial because we're still probably good. I I think that. I think expectations can be tempered if the final score is close. If it's a blowout on either way, like if the Giants blow us out, I feel horrible. If it's a close nah, game, we can't even <laughs> lose by one, bro. We can't even tie with them. I, hey, we'll get to the score predictions at the end of the end of the podcast. But yeah, it's what a fucking time to be alive. You know, week one, and we're already wanting to blow our damn brains out because our teams suck and we look pathetic, and the other two teams look competent. So. So okay, how do you feel about your quarterback situation though? Like horrible. over right but like even, RG, even for the season. I'm not I'm not even lying to you, bro. I feel exactly the same way I did in week one. I felt no either way between uh Fitz and Heineke. I feel the exact same. Like I, no. my expectations are the exact same. They didn't go up or down for whoever was quarterback between those two. I thought it would, but I honestly feel like after watching the game, like Heineke probably will do better than that guy just because he's mobile. Yeah. You think that – how the was the quarterback thing. battle in camp for them? There wasn't one. No, there wasn't. There wasn't there a wasn't. battle. Yeah, like, they didn't have a battle. It's the job pretty much. Like, they, they announced that would be a quarterback battle. It wasn't. There, there's no way. Um, it just – no. I never understood the logic in having a young quarterback there and bringing a guy in to battle them out. If you're bringing a guy older than him in, he should be the starter. Or don't bring one in. Is that, there a group of fans that want a Heineke? Let me tell you, let me tell you how Heineke has a hive, right? He he has a hive. You know, all your all your celebrities have their hives that will not let you talk bad about their Jesus. <laughs> In our case, it's Taylor Heineke because he did play way above expectations in that in the wild card game. So people immediately went to this whole, oh, look, he's Tom Brady. Oh, look, he's Kurt Warner. I'm like, oh, look, you're going to starve hunting unicorns. Okay. There's also reasons why this guy's been cut by four different teams before he got here. He's 27 years old. He's not like he's a young guy. He's been around for a little bit, bouncing around. Now, Tannehill was too. Well, no, Tannehill went from one. Tannehill's on his second team. But, but he was, but they, were, they, were, they were calling him Wash, though. You know, they were like, ah, oh, he's a backup on Tennessee. And Mariota was garbage, and he was good on the team to back up Mariota. You know, now, so, here's, so I, he, here's, here's the thing I'll say about Heineken. I hope 
he proves me wrong. I want to be wrong. I just right. when when the guy we brought in and paid ten million dollars to to be our starter and be a stopgap until we got the guy of the future in the next draft or in free agency or whatever. When he's laying on a field with a with a hit that's knocked out of its socket, and there's a group of fans going Heineke, Heineke, right <laughs> after he's down. That happened. This is real life. This happened. Yeah, man. Damn. We, it we makes are me. It, it, here's the thing. I probably would like Taylor Heineke more if it weren't for his fans, because his is, fans make me not like the guy. This is how it is, Mike. We we always have quarterbacks that are just like right here. Right. Instead of having your starter franchise and then the dude, we yeah. always have guys yeah. right here. But we got a, we got a question from um, another Redskins from Redskins Hub. Uh, how do you feel about your first round pick, Daniel Jones, three years later? And how about Dave Gettleman? And is he there if Daniel Jones becomes the next Mitch Trubisky? What do you say? Mitch is like better bad, than Trubisky. Look at bad, the last year's stats. Hate him, no. Bad, say that again. Him, bad, hate him, no. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Mitch is pretty good if you look at his numbers. <laughs> Not I like good Daniel when it Jones. Counts. I like Daniel Jones. Like, do I feel good about the third round, the first round pick, Daniel Jones, three years later? No, I like Daniel Jones, a player. I don't like what we've done to him or what we've made him, what we what we've given him, surrounded him with, uh, with the play calling we're giving him. We're not letting him air it out. I had this conversation for the last. I don't know, when, You're not happy with Ingram last, and Galladay and the other receivers you got? You guys no, got way I'm more saying, we got. Yes, I'm, I'm saying for the last four days, the conversation has been the play calling was so bad. Galladay gets two even targets in the first half and then gets three or four targets like in the last five minutes of a blowout. Why aren't you using your weapons? What's the, this what's sounds the so going? familiar. Yeah. We're so having, having the same argument. <laughs> yeah, and that's what happens on teams when they baby the quarterback or they, you know, they baby the, the offense a little bit. So I think they're a little scared. And what happened with Eli, bring it back to Eli Manning years, in, in his early years, was that he was a turnover machine, a lot of picks, a lot of fumbles, couldn't run. But he took chances, he took risks, and he led the, you know, he was he was up there. He was always in the top five to top eight in touchdown passes and yards because they they let him throw downfield. So you took some of that good with some of the bad and you know you had winning records and you had super bowls and that sort of thing this guy you have they haven't took the reins off him to let him do that yet they haven't let him throw downfield they haven't done any of that stuff and it's 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 hindering his performance so him as a player i think he's fine i think he can play i think he's a starter in the league but we're just not doing it right yeah yeah good good comment from uh wft chris mcd so haskin was supposed to be tied to jones and in five years who turned out to be the better pick and don't answer that man are you smoking weed bro like, no, listen, I know a ton of – I'm from Connecticut. I know a ton of Giants fans, and they all went apeshit ballistic when Jones was picked over Haskins. No, I get that, but I'm talking about now. Like, no, it's, obvious, it's obvious, right? No, he's, that's what he's saying. He was supposed to be yes. but yeah. We, I think that the Giants – Oh, my bad. You're right. Wouldn't they, – they, they, for some reason, loved Daniel Jones, so he was their guy, so they went up and they drafted him earlier than anyone expected. So they liked them better than Haskins. So it was straight up, like, it was pretty obvious him versus Haskins, right? We knew it was going to be a QB. And, I mean, sure, is, is he better than Haskins now? Yeah, but still on losing teams. Daniel Jones is eight and whatever. I mean, he, he's got eight wins. I mean, it's not like he's got anything to write home about. Four of them are against us. <laughs> what up, Mr. Who? What up, Mr. Who? Thanks for joining the stream. So we, we, we have our, our resident uh, shit talkers in, in the stream, but uh, why? What plays it called when DJ fumbles to the other team? Why so many excuses for him? I don't think I don't think there's any excuses for him, man. I think, I mean, Mike's being realistic with, with his assessment of him. Daniel Jones does a lot with his feet, and I was actually saying right before that fumble uh, was, oh, he hasn't scrambled once. He has zero rushing yards, and last year, first five, six, first four or five games. The dude was our leading rusher, and he was yeah with that one play that he fell down. You guys know that play, and like all you know, he's he's very fat. He he that's a that's a weapon for us to at least use. And I was like, where the fuck is this scramble? And he scrambles, and it, it was going to be a big pivotal play in the game, and he, and he fumbles. So, like I was saying, those are going to happen, but let it open it up a little bit, and then you know let him grow a little bit. Do you think Eli will be in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely. What the hell yeah. are you smoking? Yeah, <laughs> I, I was typing my own response. I said, you know, I'll let Mike just answer it. Yeah, Eli is going to be a Hall of Fame. I mean, two time Super Bowl champ. Like, hell yeah. yeah, he's probably and like shout, you know, quick he shout out to uh, passing records too for the Giants, doesn't he? 
He's got, oh yeah, he's got, dude, he's like in the top 10 of every, of every NFL category. Yeah. First ballot. Ooh, now that's a good question. I, I guess I wonder who's going to be, who is he going to be up against from his uh, retiring class? That's a, that's five a good years? question. That's a good Art question. Monk, 16 it'll be, years or some shit. So, it'll be who he's up against. So who will pull always, votes from him? Quarterbacks who win Super Bowls typically get a, a an easier route in, though. They do. Plus, plus he's I, a pretty notable. He has a lot of notoriety. He's he like ballot, first ballot. I do think he's a first ballot. I do. I think he'll be a first ballot. Yep. He got another question from Andy and Mike. How do you feel about Jason Garrett? You know, giant friends can't stand him. So obviously, you saw him with Dallas. We, you probably mm-hmm. hate him for years, like we did, and then now he's your offensive coordinator. How, how do you feel about him? I mean, listen. If sometimes you don't know behind the scenes who's actually pulling the strings and calling the plays, and what, what the if Joe Judge is 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 influencing how the offense is called, but the offense is is horrendous. It's very stagnant. The play calling is not good. We got great weapons, and this is week one. But last year we had injuries, so the excuse is give him a three four weeks with all these weapons and see what happens. But we, if week one's any indication horrendous not using any of these weapons we got 72 million dollar kenny galladay out there getting two targets you know uh there's two shots downfield all game one was on a free play because it was a you know an offside or a you know whatever on uh, the defense so yeah right now the whole world hates jason garrett yeah and and you you pretty much talked about injuries and you got a lot of weapons you're not using them so next question the banners at the bottom is is barkley you think he's ready to play is he going to be a true force tomorrow? Or is he just going to be a, a, a hollow player out there again? Um. Well, this is the thing. We're going against your best unit, which is the D line, right? And Denver was the same thing for us last week. Was the D line? So Barkley had, I think, it was ten carries for twenty-four yards or ten. So he got that first game action. Got hit. He never had any really long runs. He had a bunch of cuts. He got a bunch of gang tackles. So maybe he felt game action for the first time in a year so that hopefully did something to him so now he's a little more comfortable but i'm not looking for him to do anything crazy against your d-line you know that's well, that's well, not what we're gonna expect. another thing another thing also on that to piggyback on what you said you're right it is our strongest unit but the thing that who did y'all play last week denver denver, denver. They, right they have a okay so if you get behind that dictates how much you run like Washington may not have enough firepower to get 25, 30 points. So you can kind of stick with the run a little longer. You know, I, if, if that game was close and not a blowout at the end, maybe Saquon still gets 10 carries, gets 17 to 22 carries. It might look a little different. You know, and it, it could. That's the problem we have here. Like, you know, and plus Gibson's going to give you two of them, man. He likes to fumble. It's, we're going to play the same game, guys. We're, we're going to play the yeah. same game. Ball yeah. control. Who can control? Who, you know, we scored seven. I mean, we scored thirteen to Giants, but like it was a garbage touchdown run by Daniel Jones with the, la- the last play of the game. So we scored seven points, and it was like a forty-something yard pass to Shepard that he broke a couple tackles. We scored seven points. The offense looked. T- could, we couldn't get them off the field either. Bridgewater was making third-down conversions, fourth-down conversions all over us. Couldn't get them off the field. So ball control was a big problem. Uh, you got to run the ball, right? You got to run the ball effectively to set up the other stuff. I don't think either one of these offenses are potent enough to say, oh, we're going to get ahead and then we're going to run more or we're going to pass to get ahead. I, it's going to be – the over-under is 40 or 40 and a half or something like that, right? Yeah, Steve, Steve, you tracking the, yeah, it's the- my, it? I got minus three. It's it's the number. It's going like this. It was four and a half. Now it's three. So if it's three in D.C., it's 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 a pick em, Technically. <laughs> yeah. So Fitz is the deciding factor, I guess. <laughs> Strange times we live in. Damn. Yeah. Hey, and goes just to circle back to the Eli Manning Hall of Fame. So right now the class looks like Drew Brees, Antonio Gates, uh, <laughs> Gore Peterson, and Witten. I don't no know. No way. I'm not sure if did Witten hang it up. He didn't hang it up, right? No, Witten well, get... did, and he came back. I'm gonna yeah, get no, him. hang it up. This this. Um... Yeah, he's not okay, so out. he's gonna be 2026. So I think it's Peterson, Gore, Brees, Gates, and maybe who else? So it'd be tough. Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> that's really he'll, bad. he'll get in. He'll get in. He'll get in. <laughs> I think he'll get in. So, he might headline that man. They all retired on the same year. They all retired the same year. That's crazy, that's right? <laughs> Super crazy. So we got a, a a comment in the the question. So you could see the the banner asking, you know, your thoughts about the Washington football team. But 
Fred thinks we're asking you crazy questions, and he wanted to know how do you feel about this ass whooping we're about to give you. <laughs> yeah. Fred, I, I love it. I, yeah. love when, I love when Fred gets off the fair weather and becomes uh, a fanatic. Uh, I'll say the same thing I told Fred, is if you look at your guy's schedule to our schedule, last week, I'm way different last week than I am this week. Right? This week I'm much more skeptical. But last week I was like, I'm not scared of much. I'm not scared of these quarterbacks on this list. These 17 quarterbacks we're, we're facing, I'm not scared of them. I'm not scared of Jalen Hurts. You know, I'm not I'm not scared of Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not scared of Fitzpatrick. I'm not scared of, you know, who, like these guys. I'm scared of Mahomes, Tom Brady. Now I might be scared of, am I scared of Jameis Winston now? Maybe. But, like, I'm not scared of most of these quarterbacks we're facing. Now I'm really not scared about Taylor Heineke. Like, we're, like we're playing Ryan Fitzpatrick's backup. Like, if you think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at it this way. If we lose to Ryan Fitzpatrick's backup, fuck. Tell you what, man, if we, we, we usually do a post-game podcast. If y'all lose or when you got to come on, at least talk your shit or, or take the talking shit. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Chargers guy came really. on our podcast on the oh. post-game, and, man, it was like he was giving us hell, man. He felt better about our team than us. Hey, um, yeah, like, that was crazy. Okay, that was a fucking. Good. If there was an epiphany moment, that was it. Like the Giants are facing Ryan Fitzpatrick's backup. Like, <laughs> fuck, man, that dude doesn't put fear in anyone's heart. It just changed my whole right. final score and everything. <laughs> so like, that's what I'm saying about like this artificial W. Like, say we win, right? Take it, Giants fans. Oh, we're one and one. We're gonna take it. Don't worry. But like. It's like, all right, it's like almost like giving, giving us one. I, that's how it can, it can feel like. But it probably won't because, you know, a win's a win. Well, we lost that last game, and Tyler Heineke was not the reason we lost. He actually was one of the only two or three bright spots. Just like the playoff yeah. game, he wasn't the reason we won. He was actually the bright spot. So I'm how thinking. The, how the Chargers beat you? Man, basically because we got. gave him the we, ball we, the five-yard we, line. Yeah, we gave three. up a bunch of uh, first downs, third and seventeen. Yeah, dude, shit they, like were, that, like, they were 14 out of 19 on third down. And multiple of those third round plays were third and long, long being 11 yards or more. Like, Heineke, I think, scored yeah. every possession, I think. I think he got a field goal or a touchdown every possession until, no. the, very, until the very end, right? Did he only, no, did he, no. We, held we only them. had about, we only we had about 20-something minutes. We, yeah, but you see, here's the thing. They were, they were marching up down 20. the field. Right. They were marching he, up he, down he the scored, field a lot. It was he scored a touchdown. He scored a touchdown and, what, three field goals with him in there? They score. We, here's the thing. They went a couple different drives without scoring anything because our defense tried to play that whole bend but don't break thing. <laughs> hey, and, Mike, you want to come over to the Washington football team, man? We like you. Come yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, only if you bring back Schneider. You in the, oh, he's still there, buddy. <laughs> he's there. And his wife. I'll switch teams with, with Schneider's wife. <laughs> Fitz's backup is better than Fitz. So old man popped a hip out already. Yeah, maybe, perhaps. We'll we'll see. It's we should all be so lucky. I'm gonna pull mine out like working at General Motors. I mean, this which is, sounds this better. What's gonna happen? This is what's gonna happen. <laughs> Win, lose, or draw. I'll tell you what's gonna happen. Heineke is gonna scramble for some crazy shit, and so is Daniel Jones. So they're both gonna make plays like that that are that they shouldn't make because this game is like a minor league game. So that's gonna happen. Scrambling wise, I don't know what's going to happen passing wise. I want, I dare Heineke to throw it because I see. I here's like the our thing: if guy. the Giants fan base is like, "Oh, we're just facing Ryan Fitzpatrick's backup," see now I want, now I want Heineke to do well. Just I really, <laughs> not, going, I really want Heineke's going to do well. That's not going to be the problem. It's going to be problem is Juice Garden Galladay. Like that, that's going to be a problem if they don't fix that man. Like William Jackson can't keep putting the rookies on. You put a rookie on a, you put a rookie on the. Wide receiver for the uh, San Diego, he lit your ass up every third down. And you're gonna put a rookie on Galladay, and he's gonna light your ass up. I mean, it's not you gotta. If the Giants are smart, I would just throw at Juice all day long, man. Like every play, just like the that's, Chargers did. That's the one thing I don't. I, that's what to, I would to do. be completely honest. To be completely honest, I see it as a tight game that goes either way, or I do see the Giants winning by like a double digit. I don't think. I don't yeah. think. I don't think the Redskins, or I don't think whatever you call yourselves, are going to be able to put the double-digit victory on. on Phil's the, the only one contractually obligated not to say it. Yeah, I'm, I'm the only one contractually. I am actually contractually obligated not to say the R word in reference to the current team. <laughs> it's tough, man. Dude, we are so cheesy as a franchise. We have fan ambassadors now, which we love because Phil's one of them. And then 
the team tonight announced that Thursday is Pride Night at FedEx Field, and they're like, they have thirty. We're gonna have fifty-three of them on the on the opposing sideline. Speaking of switching oh. teams, 30, oh. <laughs> 30, 30, <laughs> But here's, here's how we fumble things so much. Somebody, Stevie WFT, tweeted um, that uh, yeah, we have Pride Night, thirty dollars tickets, and then like two hours later, the team's like, oh, it's also a uh, Latin American like heritage night hey, as well, and forty five dollars tickets. They so, like, say what? They comes with Washington Pride, man. I can see it oh. coming. God, man. But <laughs> are they going to allow the headdresses in? That means this. No, no, those are banned. But you can say it's part of the pride, part of the pride night. Boom. Ah. See, I would troll the shit off them if I was still in DC, brother. I would. That's a YMCA type pride. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Man, there, there you go. go. What if you just had, what if you just had the village people? You had four guys, you had a cop, a police officer, a firefighter, and the Indian. And, the You're like, hey, what and a construction on? dude, right? Or if you just show up dressed as the Indian, we're like, oh, I thought you were coming as a cop. Oh, well, we're here now. So. <laughs> we're, we're just the village people. Yeah. Oh, man. You. So Dev kind, of, Dev kind of alluded to, you know, Benjamin, Benjamin St. Juice, the rookie, um, going against Kenny Galladay. Is there anyone else that you know of on our roster that you can perhaps exploit with your either offense and or defense game plan for? The kicker. Oh uh, yeah, Taylor Heineke. Like okay. I said, I dare this dude to throw. Our our best unit is our secondary. Okay. Is is is, is is Bradbury? Oh, is Peppers? God. Yeah. So yeah. is Logan Ryan, uh, Adoree Jackson. So like our best unit is our <laughs> secondary. So I like even though Teddy Bridgewater worked our linebackers. Like yeah. terribly the other day, like embarrassingly bad with a little soft zone we were playing. So our linebackers are need some work. Blake Martinez is a tackling. Same machine, here. Ours are bad too. Don't worry. Blake Martinez is a tackling machine, but it doesn't matter if it's a seven yard gain and make a tackle. So yeah, uh, that that game plan we had against the Chargers might actually work on this game. That's all we did. In the first <laughs> half was just that's all we dunk. did too. That's all we did too, and we couldn't even make it work. We couldn't even get that right. How did you do down there? He threw it to wide receivers and tight ends. I game. said in the second. I said in the first half. Dan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. So I guess this is is an internal question from uh, WFT Chris McD. Uh, I guess I'll ask Steve, you know, what what, I haven't heard this, but Taylor Heineke's helping. uh, Yeah, I I heard it. It was at his press conference yesterday. So they were interviewing Taylor and he was like, how do you feel being the starter? You got no first team reps. And he was like, listen, I've been with Scott for almost five years now. We understand each other. I understand the offense. He, he knows what I can do well. He knows what I'm not good at. And I think that we have an understanding that he's going to try to maximize, you know, what I do good versus what I do bad when he's that calling plays on, on Saturday. So that's what he was talking about. He said it yesterday at his press conference. So I think it's a good so deal. Much. It explains so much that the quarterback who's been with Scott Turner for five years is the only quarterback that Scott Turner has had to do an offense for because his offense only opens up when Heineke's under center. Yeah. We saw things in that playoff game that we didn't see all season before that. We Josh saw Allen. things in the second half of the Chargers game that we didn't see in the first half with a different quarterback. Like yeah. any other quarterback, he plays it really safe for some reason. But Heineke, he'll let him go. And that's why I made the joke that when it comes to this offense, Heineke is the tailor-made man. Because he's the only, yeah, he's the only one that seems to be able to make this offense open up. But hey, hey, Mike, one of the players that I think the New York Giants should exploit on our team is um, Charles Leno, our left tackle. If if I'm not mistaken, Leonard Williams plays on that side. Yeah, he should have he should eat him for breakfast every play. So it should be just like last game where our left tackle is getting blown up every pass play. So I, I would you got that, that in your favor. Yeah, I would think that just because uh, of the of the tendency of Heineke to you know his his short pass routes or whatever he's, whatever and whatever he can you're run calling too. him, he, he can run. run. And, and, he can and, actually, he'll actually he put it run. up. Yeah, he'll put and it up. He can run. I feel like we're gonna. I feel like the game plan is gonna be stack the box, dare him to throw. So. Yeah. If we could get some blitz packages in there, Leonard Williams or whoever else, I, I'm I'm all for that. I want I'm daring them to throw over. I'm daring them to throw into the secondary. That's what I'd like. That's what I'd like to see. Uh, and then the other side of the ball, Nate Solder was so bad right tackle that uh, he's probably going to get moved because he was so bad. And then I, you know, obviously we got we got problems on your D line, so I don't want to talk about that because Chase Young is a bad boy. He is, unless he's playing with Sean Slater or. Uh... Back up. 
<laughs> Listen, it was one play that uh, the, the 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 DN spun the guy around, and they paused it, and it made it look like they were blocking each other. Okay, right? I was gonna ask you, what is he talking <laughs> yeah, about? Because I have no idea. It was one play like like the DN like chipped him, and he turned him around, and then, like the running back was right there next to the tackle, and they were like blocking each other. Why? Okay. The, the DN came in. I saw that they were blocking each other. I saw that man. Yeah. It hey, wasn't so a bad as the Ravens, but they fucking someone pulled. paused it. Did you did you see the Ravens last night where they or you know Monday night football where they they pulled both sides of the offensive line and ran into each other? That was incredible. So at least yeah, it's not incredible. that bad. Week one, man. It's week one. And another thing, I don't know. Again, you guys can help me with what on your side of the ball, but Saquon Barkley didn't play a single snap in the preseason. Galladay was hurt all preseason. Kadarius Tony didn't play a single snap in the preseason. So you're playing these guys, you know, these week one, it's their first time, your first contact, your first, like, you know, 100% live game. So there's got to be some growing pains there. I hate taking the loss, but if that's... The Chargers the- already busted that myth last week against us. So they, they played zero starts in the preseason. It came yeah, in and they did, they did well. But I'm just grasping, Kadarius, you know, you know Kadarius Tony was a guy in many, many mocks that was mocked to, to our team. I don't know if you know that or not, but they had him coming to, to what Washington. Pick? Uh, first pick with the first oh, round well, pick. Yeah. First round what, what, 19, 19, 19. Yeah. And we got him. We got him twenty. Yeah, it was right there, very close. Yeah. We traded yeah, back so. to get. We traded back. So he's intriguing. We we did a lot yeah. of reading on him. We did some studying. You know, Florida, very shifty guy. Kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of Jamison Crowder a little bit. You know, but yeah. it, it okay. should be interesting to see how he does. Yeah, he came in the game for. He was on five. He he played five snaps, two in the first half, and they were jet sweeps to him. So he came in. Got the only gadget play that everyone knew was coming right to him. Gained like three yards, and then he was in for three snaps when it was a blowout. So mm-hmm. I personally think he might not be 100% yeah. uh, based on that. There was no kind of report on it or whatever, but for him to be so used – and even the play that he got, and he got, he gained a couple yards, it was – he like, like, wow, this guy's not moving as aggressive as we'd like to see. So I think he might not be 100%. Okay, I'm looking at his stat line right now. He had two receptions for negative two yards. So is he over or under that? (laughs) Well, I think he had uh, one like bubble screen for negative something, like five or six or seven, and one for positive. Yeah, yeah. I'm just busting your balls, man. I gotta if I I see you don't. You don't have to, dude. I bust my own balls. I haven't felt my my balls in a couple days. (laughs) So you talked about Chase Young earlier, and I know that he probably does scare. He's probably the largest name that we have on defense. But is there anyone else that scares you either offensively or defensively with Washington? Um, I I don't know, man. I don't really think so. I guess McLaren, McLaren, he can, uh, okay. uh, you know, he can he can open it up. Like I said before, Bridgewater carved us up on some bullshit, some slants, nothing, nothing crazy. So if McLaren's going to get in there, like underneath the linebackers or even like in, into the secondary, yeah, dude's fast, right? I mean, he's probably one of the fastest guys in the league. So that's the other guy on offensively because we couldn't get off the field. Your time of possession was bad. Our time of possession was probably even worse. Wow. And it was third down, just like you're describing, same exact scenario. And it was all uh, not ding and dunks, but like seven-yard crosses, 10-yard crosses to their tight end. Who's it? The Denver tight end. Tall no, dude. Fant, no, Fant. No, Fant. No, another dude, too. Maybe it wasn't a tight end, the receiver. Um, Cortland Sutton. No. Um, because Judy, Judy got, got hurt. hurt. Judy, Judy got hurt. Yeah, I'm not sure. It was another tight end-ish type of guy, but maybe he was maybe he's listed as a receiver. Um, he's got you know, and it, it wasn't the same guy every time either. He split it up, so uh, I know you have a couple of little weapons in there. So, and I love your tight end, by the way, Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas, I love him. He's a fantasy tight end of mine, by the yeah. way. Yeah, I uh, I want Logan. Listen, man, my last name is Thomas. The fucking mm-hmm. moment we get a legitimate team, I'm buying his jersey. Like, why not? Like, no kidding. I, Absolutely, that's so amazing. Long? He's light skin dudes stick together, man. Probably got the he got <laughs> the Drake guy. He's gonna buy it while listening to Drake. <laughs> exactly. Now all you need is all you need is Phil to get a guy with his last name and you get his jersey. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got a couple fans who say uh, that y'all better fear Troy Apke. I don't know if you know who Troy Apke is. Well, if like, he's AKA Jason Seahorn, then he's either some white dude who did really well once and then faded away and is too slow to play. Yeah, he's, a, he's, he's, a only, he's, he's the only white corner who's really fast, and that's all he is. Yeah. He's the yeah, only white corner it. in the NFL since Jason Seahorn. Yeah, yeah. yeah so there's some, there's some not 
not some there's people butt heads about him because he's a good he's a nice guy he got he got his place on the team because he's a really really good special teamer but he's really bad at he was a safety by trade and they kind of shuffled him over the corner but everyone's like why did you keep this dude and we cut a really good cornerback to keep him because he can play you know safety cornerback and special team so troy apke is a very like there's a lot of controversy surrounding him if, so you got you know. this dude troy apke over here you got the rookie over on the other side saint juice if troy don't play they no, don't troy play don't like saint oh, juice is their starter either it's it's yeah it's oh, fuller okay. and uh william jackson saint juice basically starts because he plays i thought you guys you guys were tricking me here the name of these guys are trying to get me off my game i'm like well, oh, saint juice plays a lot Benjamin Benjamin St. Juice plays a lot as a rookie because he's a 6'3 corner and he's he likes to play press coverage. So he's very physical as well. Mm. So they've been getting him a lot of playing time because he he can he can do things, but they had him on Keenan Allen and Mike Williams last last mm. week. And that's not exactly chicken. you know a great way to debut is having to face those right, two right, right, yeah, barbecue right, chicken. Right, right. And he says, Don't worry, we didn't throw Terry the ball. Yeah, we didn't throw Terry the ball till almost the, almost halftime, I think, for the first one play. Same thing with Gallaudet, dude. You know, you yeah. have to, you have to, yeah, you have to use your. Web. When did, uh, when did Fitzpatrick get hurt? Uh, second quarter. Yeah, second, he had six pass attempts for thirteen yards. Oh god, Heineke had like one hundred seventeen, was seventeen for twenty or something. I'm not yeah. Yeah. He went eleven for fifteen for one twenty. Right. I mean, they, they scored. I looked. The, the only, th- the only time they didn't score was like once. That was the end of the game. They what scored was the final, every drive. What was the final score? 2016. Oh, They scored every yeah. drive, at least a field goal, man. They missed a field goal. That's the only one they didn't score on. I mean, no, they we held a couple points. <laughs> they scored 16 points. So. Hey, right. yeah, so yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. you would have beat us. I don't know. You would have beat the Giants. Right, right. Yeah. So, Chargers, yeah. the, 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 the uh, Giants don't have Derwin James. No. <laughs> Like, uh, peppers and Ryan, man, that's a good combo. Yeah, Ryan. That's Ryan not, forced. That's not like Ryan a steak forced, you get at a Mexican restaurant, bro. Ryan forced <laughs> a fumble and a half. One kind of got uh, overturned. That probably should have shouldn't have been overturned, but it was called on the field one way, so they, they couldn't overturn it. But Ryan forced two, uh, basically. So that that dude's an animal. So I love our secondary. I want you. I want Heineke to throw it eleven for fifteen for one twenty nine. Don't scare me. Try to push that. You know. Make it make it even more. So, any big plays there to, to for that one twenty? Or they're all like ten touchdown pass. He let us down on touchdown Logan. drive. That wasn't a big play. It was like no, I'm saying uh, yards. yards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had Terry. Terry had a long one for what, like thirty yards. That over the thirty-seven. Yeah, 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 thirty-seven yarder. It was an insane catch too. If you go back and look at oh, the highlights, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. Kind of like yeah. upside, like yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like that was dope. Glitch in the matrix, man. Because it I, really I well. thought that was an intercepted ball, and then we like, all did. I'm like, holy fucking shit! Wouldn't have counted anyways because yeah. we got a flag. It hey, Mike, before we before we get off predictions, Mike, catch. I got to ask you about one more player. Um, because Logan Thomas is my favorite player on my team right now, and I I just love the tight end position. For you guys, we have bad linebackers who can't cover tight ends. I will stand by that till the till they show me otherwise. Yeah. Tight ends can exploit this defense every day and twice on Sunday. Yep. You have Evan Ingram, who's been known to drop a ton of balls, still made the Pro Bowl. He's hurt. You also got Kyle Rudolph from Minnesota. Now I heard Evan Ingram is battling some injuries. Yeah. I don't know if what's the deal with him, or is he gonna be in? Is he gonna be out or uh, what's he, the deal? He's not gonna play. He's okay, he's out. No, he, okay. he's not gonna play. Uh I'd be very surprised if he plays. Okay. Uh, especially because of the short, the short rest. And then yeah. Rudolph is an old man, bro. Like, he is. He is. Um, he dropped a big ball too. Did so, he? Yeah. Okay. He Hurts and Witten get us every year, bro. They old as hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they have an offensive line, so they can wait. And, I know. will tell you from all the games I attended at FedEx Field, I used to be a season ticket holder, so did Rod. Giants always showed up. It was always 50-50. This is supposed to be a new era. We'll see what happens. I'm dying to see how many blue jerseys are going to be in the stadium on Sunday because it was always 50-50 every time. Doesn't are matter. Are you going to the game, 50-50. Steve? Uh, no, I'm not going to the game. Not till the Dallas game. I, the, I, I blew it, guys. I blew it big time. Yeah, It's a Jewish holiday tomorrow, so yep. we're off. Well, I'm not off of work, but like it's very, it's going to be very slow, so I could easily have taken off of work. The Yankees are playing the Orioles during the day in Baltimore. Oh, you could have had a doubleheader. And, oh, bro. I blew it. Man, man. Let's go call out tomorrow. Just don't show your boss this pod or anything like that. Too much. I got too much. I got too much shit. Blew it. (laughs) 
Oh man, so let me let me pull that banner back up. Then we'll we'll kind of run around the horn. Mike, we'll save you for last since you're the guest of honor. But Dev, what's your final score? And before I talk to Mike, man, you're getting run down. Don't worry. Before I talk to Mike, I had us winning, man. But now it's like shit. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Guess what though? I still got us winning. (laughs) No, Um, I'm gonna go. The good guys win, twenty to fourteen. Good guys. Fourteen. Okay. 2014. Any any stat predictions to throw up there, or just a score? Uh, Heineke goes for 350, just because she said he's crap. Shit. He goes for 350. I'm gonna Bet. turn off my camera so I can't be associated with uh, Dev for that statement. Yeah. Don't don't look at my face. So uh, Phil, what's what's your predictions, brother? Ah, uh, this is gonna be a close one, but I in the end, <laughs> I see Burgundy and Gold winning 23 to 19. I think it's gonna be one of those odd. Scores could be a lot of field goals, probably a mixed missed extra point somewhere in there, a safety. It's going to be weird because that that's all Giants Washington games <laughs> dating back to the mid two thousands. They always ended these weird scores and weird things happen. Even last year it was weird things happen, like you know Kyle Allen committing two turnovers that led to two touchdowns. Or us having to come back from being down 20 and then blowing it because Alex Smith throws the ball to receivers who have already fallen down. Weird, weird, weird things. So I, I see 23-19 us. If you want a stat prediction, um, Antonio Gibson goes for a buck 10 rushing. All right. Steve, I'll, I'm going to jump in before you since you and I were both evil last week. Um, so we talked about Daniel Jones being 4-0 against us and being a co-owner of the team, but I think things are going to look a little bit different tomorrow. Um, not really. I think Daniel Jones is going to have 422 yards passing with three touchdowns against us because our defense still isn't gelled yet. If week one is any indicator, I have the Giants beating us at FedEx. Daniel Jones moving to 5-0, and and my final score is – Giants 27. I'll, I'll get Mike back on, but Giants 27, Washington football team 16. 27, 16. Okay. So you got us losing again? I do. Man, I do. Somebody kick Rod out of here, man. Hey, man. I'm <laughs> hey, trying to not be a homer like I always am. So – Andy saying I'm on the pipe. He doesn't believe me. Um, no, Andy, I'm just trying to be realistic. So I'm the, I'm the dude who would always say that the Washington football team, Redskins, yes. go 12-4. Oh, I was so – I hate that. Every I year. hated that shit. You know that, Rod. Every year, Rod was like, we're going 12-4. and four. I'm like, shut up. We're not. Yeah. Listen. 13-3. and three. No, we're not. I'm trying to be realistic, man. Mike, I'm not sure if you can see us right now. It's saying your devices aren't connected, so I can't add you to the stream. You just got to um, connect your mic and your camera. Yep. <laughs> Look at Fred. 13-31-3, Washington football team. There's <laughs> there's the man. There's the man. So help us out. While, while we're waiting for Mike to kind of reconnect, because I do want to make sure we close this out correctly. With he Mike. hit me up. He said he had the Giants losing. If anybody from the Giants. Yeah, right, man. <laughs> <laughs> he said, man, I don't want to show my face, but I got us losing by a lot to you guys. So everyone watching, you know, the viewers, put, put your scores in. We'll flash them on the screen. Um, if, if anyone gets it right, 100%, whether you write them, you love them, whatever. I have a Ryan Grant autograph Jersey and I'll give it to you for free. I'll ship it out at my cost to your house. If you can correctly, 100% get the score, right. And a a tiebreaker would be some sort of a stat line closest without going over, I guess, (laughs) or under. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, if we, I think Absolutely he's not. Back in. <laughs> I think he's back on now. Uh, so, Mike, you got us, brother? Did you kick me out right before my score prediction? No, we, we I, told, I told him what you sent me, man, that the Giants were going to lose by 30. I told him. He ain't got to do it. <laughs> All right, we got Andy with 17-7, to 7, Washington. Okay, logging so in. So, Mike, logging, Mike did logging you hear mine before I cut out, before you cut off? Your, your mic is not – we can't hear you. They're muted, unmute, unmute. Giants, Giants. Come on. on. We got okay. you now. Okay, he's back yes. on. He's back on. Oh, I, right. I didn't hear yours. I didn't hear yours. 
Steve, what was mine? Because I've been drinking uh, so a little Dev twenty eight fourteen Washington, Phil twenty three nineteen Washington, Rod had twenty seven sixteen the New York Football Giants, and Daniel Jones is going to go for four twenty two and three touchdowns according who, to Rodney. Hell, who, who picked that? Who from, has Waterbur- from Waterbury, Connecticut? You're, you're choosing the Giants to win. Listen, man, I, I have to be realistic, Mike. I'm 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 the typical homer. Judas twelve and four, twelve and five every year. And it blows up in my face. I, I'm much if I listen, listen, everyone listen, looking looking at us. If I say the Giants will win and they do not win and we do, they lose, I'm a happy man. No, you're a uh, traitor, bro. If it goes the other way, I can't be as hurt and angry as I typically am. So maybe I'm just I'm hedge betting. Damn myself out, but yeah. I'm gonna go with Philly uh uh Philly's um racial slur last name guy. Uh <laughs> With uh, but his prediction, but the opposite. You're right, Phil. Phil is the most right. It's going to be weird, ugly, embarrassing in a lot of t- a lot of ways for both sides of the ball. But I got to take the G men by whatever three or four in like the 22, 17, 22, 18, 22, 19 range. Covering, get, I'll take the three for sure, or three and a half, whatever it was. Uh, and that, that's what it is because that's that's the most realistic. Uh, one of those teams winning by like that. So I'll take the Giants doing it. Tony, uh-oh. Tony Shivers. 20, Tony Shivers. Shivers 24-16. Stat line prediction, I will take a defensive touchdown from the Giants. Defensive Whoa. TD, okay. The Run defensive touchdown, t- the team with the defensive touchdown wins. I think yeah. that'll be the Giants. Okay. Did y'all watch the SpaceX uh, thing a while ago? No, I missed it. I was going to watch it. I missed Hold it. On, I got something. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's a Tesla. <laughs> I'm pulling up, up some of the scores right now. Yep, I'm logging them all down. Hey, just so you know, for everyone in the stream, if you guys predict the score straight up, Rod has a signed Ryan Grant jersey you will get, and we'll, we'll try to do more giveaways as the season goes along for all these score predictions. So, hey, Mike, you know, even if you get the score right, I think you can get the jersey too. I don't know. That's up to Rod, but. <laughs> oh, damn. Ryan Grant? Wasn't yeah. he a giant? He was a he giant. He was a giant. He's also Jay Gruden's son. Um so that's, that's a joke. That's why I've never framed that fucking thing, man. Yo, guys, I want to plug my book. Yes. Oh, yeah. Good Night Canton. It's a children's okay. book about the Hall of Fame, about the NFL Hall of Fame. Any of you guys have kids? Absolutely. I have three boys. Yeah. They love to too. You ever read Good Night Moon? Every yeah. night. Good Night Moon. Good Night Maryland. Oh. Good Night Dump Trucks. Good Night Forest. Good Night River. Right. Good Night Camp. Good Night Lake. We got them all. So Good Night Canton is written in the same way of the, the rhyme scheme of Goodnight Moon. Okay. Uh, and it, I don't think I have a Washington football team player in here. Oh, my goodness. I was going to buy two of them. Unless there's – is there a we only have one? We only have one of the deepest Hall of Fame rosters in the entire hit league history. But. Who is the who is a quarterback from Washington? Sammy Ball. All right, yeah. Sammy Ball. Sonny Jurgensen. They're in here. They're both in the okay. Hall of Fame? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. First all right, so they're, they're in here. This is all twenty-seven of them are right here. Nice. Uh, hey, when this is over, my gear, like, you're gonna, I'm, I'm at, I'll DM you on Twitter, but I would love to. Yeah. If you I'll, can tell me where I can get it, I would. You know what? Love to get that from Hold on. Let me put it. In, let me put it in the. Can I put it in like the chat or something? How do I? Uh, I so can you comment can right. Private chat, and then I could transfer it to the. Um, so on the the right side of your screen, you see a private chat. You could type it there, and then I could put it in the comments. Yep, and don't worry, yeah, I'm logging ready? all. The, I'm logging all these scores, everyone in the stream. Don't worry, I'm writing all of them down. Man, see the uh, last guy we had on here from from uh, the Chargers. Yeah, he's like a director has movies on Amazon Prime. I'm like what? There you go. I put it so in the private chat. I think I could also. Can I also comment myself? Oh no, I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah. So that's where you get it on the, the Amazon link, and. We're doing uh we're gonna do like a, a list and it, these are in the same way as Goodnight Canon, so like the rhymes and stuff, so it's kind of fun. Uh as Goodnight. Awesome. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So I just put it on the screen, everyone who's watching us, you know, and if you're listening on a normal audio podcast, I will put the link inside the description as well. But uh it's at Amazon.com backslash DP backslash B09 CYG. QD. I saw it too. <laughs> I saw it too, bro. I was gonna let it go. What happened? Why do? Me and him were there. <laughs> is, it, is it like some weird fucking like Wednesday night looks look another man in his eyes shit? What's up? Nope. <laughs> Pride night's tomorrow night, Rod, not tonight. What? 
talking about? Like, Look at another man's eyes, shit. And I said, Friday <laughs> tomorrow. Fuck <laughs> off, guys. Steve, what's your prediction? Oh, right, my prediction. Broad week. <laughs> all right, you, I'm I'm realist. I picked the Chargers to beat us last week. So, honestly, this week I am predicting it's going to be close, just like everybody said, like Mike and like Phil said. But I'm going to score, man. I'm going to go 23-20 Washington, and it's going to be a, it's going to be close. It's going to be one of those. I I'm, I'm going to go my my pro predictions that Leonard Williams going to have two sacks and Daniel Jones going to have at least. 50 yards, no, I'll say 60 yards rushing because wow. he tends to always find a way to, you know, everyone's covered and he takes off. And apparently yeah. we don't know how to catch him. So He's fast. I think it's going to happen. Six, I'll say 60 yards for Daniel Jones, 23-20 Washington, and Leonard Williams will have two sacks. So you're saying we're going to have Apke play spy the entire game. <laughs> Potentially. Well, because he's, he's the only guy fast enough to catch him. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. I, I – Yes, if he has 60 yards rushing, that will definitely piss me off, but my prediction will be true then, so I'm, I'm good. With Tell that. everyone to get McKissick. Put McKissick on your fantasy bench because I don't think Gibson's yeah. going to make it through this game either. Ooh. Ooh. Now there's a hot take. Damn. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> and you're getting some love for the book. There you go. See? Bringing, bringing you some love. That's awesome. I, I can't yeah. wait to see that. We love yes. the good night books. And we got – so the difference between I know the good night books you're talking about. Yeah. Those are the difference is good night moon, it like rhymes every page. Yeah. The good night moves, the, the books you're talking about, they don't rhyme it. They're just like, oh hello. These are know, these are just uh subjects and they saying good night to exactly. everybody in those areas. But good night moon, I get what you're saying. Yes, it's the it mouse and the house and the Yeah, exactly. Yes, it rhymes yeah. like that. And we're actually and we got Cooperstown coming out for uh baseball season. Okay. Man, good night that's awesome. we're gonna go. Yeah. Did you actually it, write yourself? I didn't know Giants fans know how to read and write. Yes. Wow. No. Wow. <laughs> it was tough with the four rings on my fingers to 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 write them. Wow. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Andy. Andy signing off. It's two forty a.m. in the UK, but he appreciates you. Thanks, Thank Andy. You, Peace out, Andy. Much love, man. Andy. Much love. Yeah, cunt. Always love the DC team. Shout out to Maurice, Come Shelley, on. and Andy. C word on it, bro. Hey, they just started their own YouTube he channel. So make sure you go subscribe. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a proper com. It was a proper comment about. Gibson. <laughs> That's right. So the last one, we give the shout outs and um definitely Mike. I'm I'm gonna give you a shout out from uh True Blue True Blue um yeah. New York Giants podcast. So I, I literally I'm going through the directory of, of, of New York pods and, and yours had not only your Twitter handles, but you seem pretty interesting. I listened to a couple of episodes, skimmed through it, and I was like, you know what? I think these guys would be pretty cool to vibe with. Sad yeah. that Joe couldn't join us, but Mike, you held it down. Um You've you've been an awesome guest. So shout out to you. Uh, obviously, shout out to your your book. We all are looking forward to purchasing that, and you know, uh, reading something to our kids. So definitely, man. Andy can't go away. Andy can't go <laughs> yeah. away. Yeah, go, go away. Andy. If Joe was here, I wouldn't get nearly as much time to talk. So I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad it was just me talking. Hey, mom. Um, what's up, mom? Hey, first mom to join the stream. Hey, hey, mom, hey, up, hey, mom? Hey, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Linda, buy a book for your grandkids. Yes. <laughs> there we go. That's a true salesman right there. Right there. there so, Dad, go ahead, brother. Who we'll gets your shout-outs this evening, man? Man, all the people that uh, didn't jump off a cliff from last week's uh, game versus the Chargers. Um, that's about it. All right. No more shout-outs, man. Stay positive-minded, folks. Phil? Shout-out to the jackass who got me a 30-day Facebook ban. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> through our group. <laughs> and uh um, it's just your last name. It doesn't really mean anything. No, nah, trust me. <laughs> 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 if you had been there, if you've been there, you'd understood. I don't bang uh, you for that word, bro. But, yeah. <laughs> you, don't get, you don't come, you don't get 30 days for that word. You got to uh, say something just year. Pride Week to get banned from Facebook. You can say the other word all you want to, they don't give two shits. That's well, <laughs> and uh, shout out to everybody who's joined the pod tonight. Got a lot of different people making comments, leaving comments, engaging. Love it. Steve, you got to shout yep. your mom. Uh, yeah, shout one. out to mom. Thanks, mom, for go. joining us. I shared hey, this to my Facebook page. Hey, Miss yeah. Linda. <laughs> and I'll give a shout out to a few of the uh, Washington other content creators. Uh, Jamal, let them all tell it. Um, Mike, Mike from the Eddie Mike podcast. Uh, Boomer, 
um, Ref the district. Ref the district. Absolutely. Corey, Nathan, George, all, um, uh, everybody else. Thank you for uh, for chiming in, joining. Uh, if I missed everyone, sorry. A ton of people that joined in. I appreciate you guys. And uh, of course, Mike, man, you're awesome, bro. Thank you, bro. It's all it's all love, man. Regardless of who we like, man, it's all love. We all we're all yeah, just bro, fans, look, and, and I got love I got I got three boys too, right there. Yeah. yeah awesome. What are their awesome. ages? It's ten, nine, five. Ooh, are they I'm all six, Giants six, fans as well? Two. All Giants fans. They're gonna. The best part about them being a Giants fan for tomorrow is that they get to watch the first quarter where there's less pain than watching the full game. <laughs> They're not allowed to stay up for the whole thing. So maybe they only will watch the intros and maybe the first drive. So it's 0-0 zero, zero and they go to bed happy. There you go. And uh, one, I'm going to throw out one more shout-out because I, I was going to save it tomorrow, but I don't know if we'll do shout-outs tomorrow in the pregame. But uh, shout-out to my son, Ben. Tomorrow is his 16th birthday. Nice. Oh, 16. Oh. You're going to have yes. a nice car, car with a ribbon on it when he wakes up in the morning? No, no, no yeah. he's not going to get any of that. <laughs> what? He can pick you up at the bar. He can. He can there yeah. you go. Yeah, but here's the thing. Not in Virginia. You have to be 16 and a half to get a license now. Oh, that's right. What? I forgot about that. Yeah. It's still 15 and eight months for a permit? Yeah. Okay. That hasn't changed. I'll hear in really? 14. I could get my daughter a permit tomorrow, but no way. Yeah. Well, here in Kentucky, if you're in a if you're in a county area, they can't pull you over if you don't have a license. Like you don't have to have a license in the country, man. If you're breathing, you're good. Yeah, farm farm tags, no license. You know what I'm saying? But if you but if you're not in a if you don't have farm tags, man, they'll pull you over here. So Mike, they'll like you for a joint. They'll like you for a joint though. In five, by the way, Mike, if you haven't noticed, we're spread out. Like Steve, I have noticed that. Yes, Steve's in the DC area. Um. I'm from the D.C. area. I live out in rural Virginia now. Dev's in Kentucky. And uh, I'm in Kansas. poor Rod is out in Kansas right now. Oh, yeah. Man, you can't get a gun have... license at all in New York, though, right? Uh, we can't. You can't get gun license. I think permits are like 17 years old. But but weed is great. You can get weed anywhere. Right. Nice. And I can't do it, but it ain't legal. We got that here. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, all good. And you guys, and you guys got your guy across the pond. You got you guys got all spread out everywhere, man. Oh yeah, man. He, yeah. Andy, Andy brings us the finest tea in the world, man. So it's it's all good. It's all love. Do how long have you been out there? The the, the, the uh, whatever you call yourself ever play out in London? We had uh, overtime, wasn't it? Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. We, we lost to the Bengals because uh, Dustin Hopkins missed a field goal, so we lost in double overtime or tied. Excuse me, got eight him, seven yeah. and one that year. Kirk Cousins was our quarterback, 2017. And if we had won that game, been the playoffs. Won that game, we've been in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Let's just yeah. let's just not talk about if you win games, who goes to the playoffs? Okay, you guys. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's, <laughs> Billy, uh, let's just end well, on your. Billy, hey, so, hey, hey Mike, I got I, I got to ask you a question though. So, is there a? I'm not going to say a stereotype, but depending on where you live, the surrounding New York, New Jersey metro areas, like whether you are a Jets fan or a Giants fan? Is there like a definitive or it's really just how you're raised? Or, or you know, I've always wanted to know that. I've never had an opportunity to ask someone, so here you are. Yeah, there is. The only thing that falls in that category, what you're asking, I get it, is there's a pocket of Long Island, Queens area that the Jets used to uh, play in Shea Stadium where the Mets used to where the Mets uh, stadium was and they used to practice all their preseasons and summer camps at Hofstra university, which is also on long Island. Yep. So there's like a huge pocket of that area that are jets fans. And then when they win in 1969, Joe Namath, that's like the big pocket of that area is jets. But other than that, it's completely, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason. It's like okay. that in Kentucky for Louisville, Kentucky fans is like, when I was a kid, if you're black, Louisville fan, white, Kentucky fan. <laughs> I mean, it, it's crazy. Like that. Like there was never growing up. There was never any like um, black UK fans ever. But now, now, now it's different. Well, the weird thing is, I think what what's interesting about that question, without really realizing, it, is that they play in the same stadium. Right. So, like, if you play in a different area, then yeah, there's different fans. Like the Mets play in Queens. Yeah, he's playing the Bronx. There you go. It's obvious yep. that you have. But they play in the same stadium, so it's like, how right. do you differentiate where? Yeah, you that's are? what I've always wanted to know. It's just fa yeah. fascinating. Yeah, it had it, the only thing that differentiates is the preseason. So Giants used to be up in Albany, so you have a big contingent of Giant fans, like more upstate New York, 
and you have these jets yeah. pocketed in like the Queens Long Island area. Yeah, man. So, Mike, we, we haven't cool. given you a chance to, to give your shout out as well, man. So is, is there anyone you want to show some love to before we uh wind down this pod, brother? Dude, shout out all Giants Twitter. Uh, there's going to be there's going to be some suicides probably late Thursday night of some sort. <laughs> code uh, red, code red. If, if we don't and if not, there'll be some babies being born nine months from now if okay. we win. All right. So that will be a very exciting evening. You guys sit on Twitter all night long. I can't get off of it even when it's my teams because I'm just like, uh, it's, it's almost like a train wreck, but it's fun. And I watch it. I d- drop in every now and then, but sometimes I can't, I'm not even quick enough to get my, my, my jokes in or my, my stuff in quick enough before the next thing happens. That happens. Absolutely, man. Uh, same way, same way. Redskins, Twitter, Washington football team, Twitter is, it, it's crazy. We're like a drunken family that sh- stabs each other in the back and, and shoots each other in the face daily. Um, we had some dude that was purporting that his wife died and asking for money last week. And I did a little bit of research on him and found out that he's using a chick's pictures who legitimately did die. Unfortunately, a couple years, nine years ago. Yeah. It's incredible, man. Like, and he was, it was weird because he was hitting up all of the podcasters, a lot of the podcasters. And we just recently had raised some money for the hog farmers, um, who have like pediatric children's cancer charity. And really tried to like tug at our heartstrings, and I was like, mm, "You, you, yo, that's messed up." Happy I got to retweet that. I got to quote tweet that. That's hysterical, yeah. dude. It was nuts. Like le- legit. That's hysterical. You see my account, WF Addicts. Like I had tweeted it a couple of days ago. I'm like Merle. Like, like this lady legitimately died a couple of years ago, and like whoever you are, like you're a scumbag, and like you need to stop. And that's why he got he got a bunch of people though before we got the word out. Yeah, you got a bunch it's of people. Bad, no man. way, dude! It, yeah. It's it's a, it, that's that's Washington fucking Twitter, man. Like that's what oh. we do. I, 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 the only thing I've had a qu- equivalent to that is a people like this young girl who ran a like a hundred dollar box pool and then pretended that it got the money got stolen, you know, before the uh, before the game. But other than that, we love each other though. It's that's, weird, that's man. Like, we, dude, we will go, we will bend over backwards and try to help someone out as a community. Like it's. It's inspiring to see at times, but like you always have to be on the, the lookout when someone is mourning their dead wife, and then the next retweet is like, "Yeah, we're gonna kick you know uh, the charge." And you're like, "What are you talking about?" And then like, "Yeah, inbox me. Hey, would you like to donate money?" Nah, bro, I don't yeah. do that. So, but yeah, this this was fun, man. My- Shady motherfucking WTFs. <laughs> yeah. WFTs. <laughs> Absolutely. WTF is exactly it. Shout out to Redskins Hub. Thanks for joining the stream. Appreciate you. Now, Mike, I, I am going to offer guys. you the, the the opportunity if you do want to come back for a post-game pod. We won't do it Thursday night because it's obviously going to be too late. Um, but if you're available maybe Friday or Saturday, I'll hit you up on Twitter. and um, Let's do it. Let's I guess do it. love you, man. Win or lose, hopefully we win. Yeah. But, you know, I would love to get your feedback after the game as well and kind of see where you think you're moving forward. So Let's do it. Let's see where we are predictions. And I'm going to talk shit to you yeah. on Twitter during the game just like I did the Chargers guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same crowd when you lose. Please I do. I think we're all do. following Mike now, so. Please yeah, do. Please we do. we do. would definitely talk shit, man. But, hey, th- ladies and gentlemen, this has been uh, Pod 85 for the uh, Washington Football Axe, and hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And as always, go follow go follow Mike at Team Vivalvo V I V A L O all one word. Give him a follow on Twitter. Thanks, guys. You, man. Y'all be good. Peace. Peace. Go ride. Go speed. Go feel.